Welcome back to the TGI Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and we're officially kicking off our Christmas episodes for 2021. Hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving, but I'm very excited to get our Christmas month going. The month itself is going to be filled with a lot of classic TV shows and episodes, and I'm very excited to share those with you. We also have a special guest coming up on an episode as well, so keep your eyes out for that. This week, we're going back to a TGIF classic, and we're covering Full House. Now, on to the show. For this week's episode, we're covering A Very Tanner Christmas from the sixth season of Full House. It premiered on December 15th, 1992, and at first glance, that date kind of seemed wrong to me, but it is in fact true, because I feel like I always forget that Full House debuted in 1987. It always feels like it would have been something that debuted right at the beginning of the 90s. Uh, But either way, we've covered Full House a couple of different times on the podcast, so there's no real need for us to go in depth with the cast and the crew for this. But I do want to point out this episode features Gail Edwards as Danny's girlfriend, Vicki Larson. And we also have Scott Weinger as DJ's boyfriend, Steve Hale. We know that Steve comes back in Fuller House. We're not going to do Fuller House episodes because I didn't think they were all that good. (laughs) And I think a lot of people kind of agree with that as well. As far as the synopsis goes for this particular episode, while Michelle and Stephanie are consumed with what they'll receive for Christmas... Uncle Jesse sets out to teach them the true meaning of the holiday. There's also some minor side stories with Danny, Rebecca, and DJ, but we'll get into those a little later on. The episode, it opens up. We have Jesse hanging the stockings in the living room, and immediately I have to point out how festive the Tanner house looks. They nailed it. They nailed this early 1990s decorating in this episode. It felt like something... I would have expected in my own home growing up or in other family members. It's just the decorations are awesome and they're everywhere. Uh, I I think that's something I think that's something that's become more common over time, like recently in recent years that people go really overboard. I, I do feel like there were points maybe in the early 90s where people weren't going quite as overboard as they do now. But the Tanner family, they nailed it. They went overboard on this and I loved it. I also love that in addition to that house being all dialed up, Jesse, he's got a great Christmas sweater on, something that most people would call an ugly Christmas sweater nowadays, and Michelle, she also has a Christmas outfit on. But while they're hanging the stockings, Michelle tells her uncle that she's not too sure about her stocking. And he's like, why? What's wrong with it? It looks great. It's got your name on it and everything. And she's like... I think this one would be better. And she unfurls a massively large stocking. I mean, this thing's like bigger than her. And she says, what can I say? I've been very good this year. The crowd erupts with laughter because nothing's funnier than the Olsen twins back then making a joke like that. And we head into the iconic opening credits of Full House. The next scene, it opens up. Uncle Jesse is spraying fake snow on the windows, and he's trying to liven Becky's spirits because they obviously don't have snow in San Francisco, 
and she's used to growing up in Nebraska. And this is a huge crux of this episode. We're going to hear it over and over and over and over that California isn't like Nebraska. And as they make their way out of the scene, this is where we find out that Steve, who's DJ's boyfriend, has been accepted to college at Daytona Beach University. So if you aren't a fan of the show or you don't remember, Steve isn't exactly known for his academic prowess, but he's super excited by this idea. He's super excited about getting into a college, but DJ here, we can already tell that she hates the fact that Steve will have to move away all the way to the other side of the country. Steve, he's trying to convince DJ that this is a big opportunity for him, which I agree with. I mean, for a guy like that, who has had some academic struggles in his life, Getting accepted to a college, that's kind of a big deal. And he even shows her the school motto on the acceptance letter, which reads, Who says you can't learn at the beach? Which all of this makes me think of back in 2013, NCAA March Madness, Florida Gulf Coast University became like a Cinderella team that year, known for their dunking and all that. And you saw the the campus that they lived on. It was all like along the beach and stuff like that. And that's what... This immediately made me think of is that's where Steve was going to end up going to school. But Steve, he's super excited. Understandably, he rushes out to tell his parents he's been accepted into the school. His DJ stands there looking very somber. And I'm I'm very surprised in this moment we didn't get the super sad full house music. It's iconic. We all know it. Close your eyes. Picture DJ upset and then you hear that music in the background but we didn't get it in this scene but I guess they were holding out hope to do that a little bit later but then at that moment Stephanie and Michelle they rush in to let her know that their dad and Joey they just pulled up to the driveway with the tree but this is where I have a question do they have a driveway I mean we see the front of the house I don't think there's much of a driveway to this house but either way A very despondent DJ. She wants no part of it. She heads out the door to do some more shopping. And once we're back in the living room, Aunt Becky, she starts telling everyone about how beautiful beautiful the tree is and how it reminds her of being back in Nebraska. Again, we get it. She misses the snow. We get it. They're hitting us over the head pretty hard with this. And... So we already know what the storylines are going to be in this episode, that Becky's bummed and out about not being at home. We know that DJ's upset about Steve potentially moving across the country. But just after Aunt Becky, she heads out, she goes to grab some decorations, and this is where we learn about Michelle and Stephanie's storyline. And Michelle is naming some of the things she wants this, that she wants for Christmas this year before Stephanie pulls out a completely printed out list of all the items she wants, including a color-coded map of the mall. Uh, This is where Jesse points out there's more to Christmas than just the gifts. So this is setting up our Linus moment uh, in this episode. And for those of you who listen to Tis the Podcast, you know what I'm talking about here, which the folks over at Tis the Podcast will tell you they took it from Tim Babb from Can't Wait for Christmas. Uh, But it's essentially the moment in a movie or show where the character of Linus could come out and proclaim, this is what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. And we all know this is a classic sitcom trope. This this episode, it falls right into it. They know what works. 
The kids, they're more concerned about their gifts and the true meaning of the holiday. And this was something we covered last year. We covered it last year in the step-by-step episode uh, when we had Anthony from Tis the Podcast on. And it had a lot to do with the kids were more concerned about the gifts and they weren't even paying attention to the fact that their parents weren't even there on Christmas Day. So this is nothing new in the grand scheme of sitcom episodes. But Uncle Jesse, his wheels are already spinning and he says he has the perfect idea of what to give them. And Stephanie, her eyes like light up. She's like, all right. Um, she, she's like, I, you know, is it something on my list? And he's like, I can assure you it is not anything on your list. So she gets even more excited because she thinks it's going to be some big, huge gift from her uncle. But after we head to a break, we're back at the Tanner house and it's already Christmas Day. And we're only like six minutes into this episode, and they're already into the big moment. And I do think that's kind of rare for a lot of Christmas episodes, because I feel like a lot of Christmas episodes have to do with the days leading up to it, or Christmas Eve, and then it's capped off by Christmas Day. So I was a little surprised to see it be Christmas Day so early in this episode. But the house, it is so decked out. It looks awesome. Everyone's opening up their gifts on the... on just sitting on the hardwood floor which does not seem very comfortable but I do have to point something out and I have to point out something that I would say is terrifying in the background leaning up against the stairs are a pair of dolls with their mouths wide open as if they're shouting with their eyes closed I don't know if they're supposed to be carolers I don't know if they're demented children I don't know what it is. I took a screenshot of it. I'll have it posted on Instagram and Facebook so you can get a better look at these things. But, oh, my God, they were jarring. Like, enough where I was like, what? And I had to hit pause because it was it was something. It was not what I expected to see in the background. Everyone, though, they seem very happy with their gifts. But Becky's like, I don't understand why you got me mittens. She, she's so perplexed why Jesse got her mittens. And again, this is foreshadowing as to what's going to happen a little bit later on. Michelle, she reach in, reaches in to grab the last gift. And she's like, whose name starts with V? And this is when we find out that Danny's girlfriend, Vicky, is working. And she won't be there because she's a news reporter. And she's covering the elections in Sweden. Apparently Sweden doesn't care about the holidays, according to Full House. <laughs> But Michelle and Stephanie, they're both bummed because there's no more, no more gifts for them to open. But then they remember that Uncle Jesse has a very special gift for them. And he said they'll get it a little bit later. And this is where we also learn that Joey, who's done basically nothing up to this point in the episode, is dressing up as Santa this year. And he might try it with a Jerry Lewis impression that I'm sure no one gets if you're of a certain age. I mean, I probably wouldn't have got it unless he, if he had not said it was a Jerry Lewis impression, uh, because that's a little before my time. But I feel like Joey was very underutilized in this specific episode. At this point, we have Steve. He barges his way into the house to tell everyone Merry Christmas. And when he opens his gift, he finds out that DJ got him a very, very expensive, and might I add, ugly looking leather jacket that he saw at the mall. So immediately we see here DJ's trying to buy his love a little bit by giving him something he really wanted. And then she gets bummed out because all Steve got her was a Daytona Beach University sweatshirt, which 
I think it's, I mean, I can understand why DJ's upset to a certain extent, but you have to be excited and happy for your boyfriend for getting into the, getting into a college, something that we know he struggled with. When she's upset, she runs upstairs and Steve thinks she's upset because he couldn't afford a better gift. But when he goes upstairs, she lets him know she can't imagine doing the long distance thing with him. And she believes he's selling himself short by wanting to go to a party school. They argue a little bit more before Steve tosses the jacket that she got him and he storms off. And this is where we get our sad full house music. I I would love to know if somebody has charted these sorts of things to see if every single episode of Full House has this sad music. I love it. It's like, I don't know what it is that it always makes me laugh because they overblow these types of situations in most of these episodes to play that super sad, sappy music. It's like when you're watching the NFL games or if you're watching a game particularly on Fox and if a player gets hurt and they go to commercial break and they play a, like, sad song. It's just, I I don't know, it's just weird to me. Following the break, we move on. We're at the Christmas party. It's at the Tanner house. And again, a lot of credit to the set designer here. Their house just looks awesome. I keep talking about it, but I just thought it looks so amazing in this episode. Just a ton ton and ton of feels. Becky, she's sitting on the couch. She has Nikki and Alex with her who make their very small appearance in this episode. She opens them up and we find out that DJ got the twins uh, some snow globes which she calls them snow domes, which I don't think I've ever heard anyone call them before. And again, more foreshadowing for what's happening. But I question, why is she opening, why are the twins opening this gift now? It's clearly hours, hours after they'd opened up Christmas gifts. It was just kind of weird timing here. But this is where we pan over to Joey, and he's trying out some ideas for his take on Santa Claus, including a Tasmanian devil idea. And I'm just, again, I'm bummed we don't get more Joey in this episode because Christmas time, it feels like perfect time for the goofy dude who lives in your house to have a bigger impact on some of this stuff. But despite his, his Joey's crazy impressions, Danny, he's sad. He's sad because Vicky's not there. Door rings. And then this is where we get our first appearance of Kimmy in this episode. And she tells DJ she's sorry her and Steve broke up. And she brought the entire wrestling team over to help DJ find a new boyfriend. We got a lot of questions here. First of all, after this happened on Christmas Day, is Kimmy calling or is DJ calling Kimmy to tell her Steve and her broke up? I mean, I guess it's possible. It's not out of the question, but it's one of those things that it's Christmas Day. I mean, I'm probably not going out of my way to let my friends know a lot of things that are going on. And DJ and Steve, they obviously just broke up, if you want to say broke up, a few hours ago. Yet Kimmy was able to wrangle up all of these guys and take them away from their families on Christmas Day. And additionally, none of them look like high schoolers. I mean, there's a dude in this, if you watch it, who's got sideburns, I would argue is pushing 30 in this episode. This is one of those things where I feel like this would have worked better if it was leading up to Christmas, like leading up to Christmas Day, like, oh, this is the 23rd or even our Christmas Eve party. Instead of like assuming that these people are going to come over on Christmas Day uh, to try to score a date with this girl. I don't know. Strange. Over in the kitchen, Danny is whipping up another batch of eggnog. He's singing to himself about how he misses Vicky. 
And this is where Stephanie and Michelle return with Uncle Jesse, and they had just received their big gift. And this is where we find out that Jesse took them to a shelter for homeless people, and it impacted both of the girls, and they got to help serve Christmas dinner. And this is when they get their Linus moment, and they realize that Christmas isn't about all the gifts they can receive. And we do get a sweet moment with both girls wanting to go back and help in the future. So I did like that. I also like, too, that they didn't have to show us this moment, that they didn't take us there to the homeless shelter, that they kind of did it off camera and brought them back. I did like that part. So now we're back at the party. DJ, she's chatting it up with some guy, but she keeps bringing up Steve's name over and over and over before Kimmy comes over and puts a headband on with some mistletoe on it. No one wants to kiss her. Then we get the little shtick moment here. Comet the dog comes in, licks her face, and she's like, oh, so-and-so, you're such a dog. She opens her eyes. She screams, realizing it's the dog. And DJ, she then puts it over DJ's head, and everybody lines up to kiss her. But she storms off, and Danny gives her a heart-to-heart in the kitchen. And he points out to her that long distance... Long distance relationships aren't easy, but him and Vicky are making it work. And, and DJ realizes that she did actually buy that jacket to try to prove how much she loves Steve. Now she's worried she'll never talk to Steve ever again. When, let's face it, you go to the same school, you're probably going to talk to him a time or two. She tries calling him to apologize. He doesn't answer. And they all make their way into the living room to see that Santa Claus has just arrived. Everybody here, they believe it's Joey. Till there's a ring of the door, and another Santa has showed up. Again, classic trope. Classic trope. Danny, he's a little thrown off as to who it could be, when then, out of nowhere, this Santa kisses him on the lips, and you're like, whoa, what's going on? And it ends up being Vicky, who flew all the way from Sweden to be with him. Aww. DJ, she's talking to the other Santa, who she believes is Joey, and she's like, hey, uh, I should have been better to Steve. I can't believe I did that. And I tried buying back his love and all this. And then we see another Santa come in. And this one we know is Joey. And we're like, who's this other Santa? And of course it is Steve. And he claims this is the only way he'd be able to talk to her. And they both apologize to each other. They make up. And then Steve, who's had this epiphany over the course of the last couple hours, that he's going to go to junior college so he can stay close to her. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but go for what you want to go for. I I mean, I think it's kind of unfortunate if he felt like he couldn't go to this school just because his girlfriend lives in California. I mean, I guess to each their own, but Steve caved in pretty hard and was just like, I'm going to junior college, and that was that. But this episode, it did lean heavy on the classic sitcom trope of multiple Santas. And the one that popped out in my head, the one that I definitely thought about right off the bat, is the classic, the one and only Christmas episode of I Love Lucy, where they all dress up, where Ricky dresses up as Santa, Lucy does, Fred does, Ethel does, and then a mysterious fifth Santa is there. And it's the real one. So I was kind of bummed that we didn't get like, I was kind of surprised that they didn't lean into the fact that there would be the real Santa Claus there. But just then, after DJ and Steve make up, Jesse interrupts all the Santa discussion, and he tells Becky that her present is waiting for her outside. And when she finally makes it outside, we find out that he pulled some strings 
to have the entire backyard covered in snow, complete with a fully built snowman. Aunt Becky's like, how, how, could, how did you do this? This is unbelievable. And he says he knows a guy who makes snow cones, and he just ordered 17,000 of them. And everybody else, they head outside. They're all in, completely enthralled with the snow. I would have to imagine that most of them had never seen snow before or had very limited interactions with it. Uh, and then the episode ends with a montage of a snowball fight, Christmas music playing in the background, and that wraps up a very Tanner Christmas from Season 6 of Full House. As we always like to determine here on the podcast whether or not an episode should be deemed a holiday classic, this one, without a doubt, I'm giving it a... You got it, dude! So this episode sort of has it all in terms of a Full House episode. We have multiple storylines, we get multiple heart-to-hearts, we have a nice closing moment, we get our sad Full House music, so it does have it all. And... Like, I, talk, I talked about it multiple times in this. It's just the atmosphere in this episode jumped out at me. The entire thing feels very Christmassy. The decorations are top-notch. The entire episode, like, most episodes of Full House revolve around just their home. And this one was all on the main floor of their home. And, I mean, outside of that final scene where they're outside. It just, it revolves around the living room and the kitchen. And I love that the kitchen was also decorated, not just the living room. And just, and everyone's dressed very Christmassy. There's the sweaters that, like, Uncle Jesse was wearing the sweater early on, like I mentioned. A lot of dominant red colors. Just visually, this episode looked fantastic. We also had a great Linus moment with the girls, a great gift moment with Jesse and Becky, so I feel like this one kind of just has it all. It also closes out with one of my favorite things from the early 80s, early 90s, or late 80s, early 90s episodes, where they'd have a title card at the end of the show wishing the audience a Merry Christmas. So I took a screenshot of it. I'll include it on our Facebook and Instagram pages as well. Also be sure to go look for those creepy carolers or whatever I mentioned earlier in the episode while they were uh, unwrapping gifts because those things are creepy. I think this is a great way to start our Christmas episodes. Uh, I'm really looking forward to what's coming ahead. I think you will all enjoy it. We have we do have a special guest coming up here on a future episode. I also want some of your input for an upcoming episode. And this is something that I want to be a little bit different than what we have done in the past on this podcast. We know this is all about reviewing old shows, TGIF shows, different things like that, and and having all these discussions about these TV shows. But I do want to make an episode a little bit more personal. And this is what I'm asking from you the audience who listens to this podcast. And so, this is what I'm asking. I want you to answer this question for me. And I want you to let us know what is the one Christmas gift you always wanted, but you never received. So we're going to do a special episode coming up before Christmas where we kind of discuss some of these gifts that you never got. We're going to play some old commercials for some of those gifts. So, easy ways to do this. We have some posts on our social medias. You could just answer in the comments below. You could also record yourself talking about it while you're bums you didn't get it. You could send us that recording. You could do that at tgipodcast.mat at gmail.com. 
or you could also write it out and email it to us. You could write it out in the comment section as well on our Facebook and Instagram. Again, the email address is tgipodcast.mat at gmail.com. I'm asking for submissions uh, to be submitted by December 5th, but there is a little bit of leeway there. So if you listen to this a little bit later, maybe it's after that date, go ahead and let me know. It's not going to drop until a little bit later in the month. I would really appreciate some help. I think it could be a fun little episode. As always, please leave us a, re- a review on Apple Podcasts. That goes a long way, especially this time of year, of helping more and more people find us. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching TGI Podcasts. And you can find me on Twitter at Matt Yurick. Also, be sure to listen all the way through this episode. I have a promo for you all to listen to from one of the other great Christmas podcasts out there in the uh, Christmas Podcast Network. A lot of great stuff for you to listen to this time of year. I hope you enjoy this episode and are getting more and more excited for the holiday season. I'll talk to you all very soon. Hello, this is Art from A Cozy Christmas Podcast. We're the podcast that explores the coziest stories and memories of Christmas. Join me as I invite you to listen in as I read some of the classic stories of Christmas. Stories like The Gift of the Magi or A Christmas Carol, among many others you may not have heard of before. Sometimes I'll have a guest on and we'll talk about Christmas and the stories that matter to them, like the stories of their favorite Christmas memories and traditions. Sometimes I'm joined by my favorite co-host, my daughter Grace, and we'll talk about and try different Christmas foods, play games, or chat about our favorite Christmas movies and traditions. And also teddy bears. So come on in, make yourself at home, and enjoy all the cozy Christmas stories and more heard here at the Cozy Christmas Podcast. You can find out more at www.cozychristmaspodcast.com. The TGI Podcast is written, produced, and hosted by me, Matt Yurick. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Yurick, and be sure to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.